Welcome to the Fishwash Club podcast. In this show, we will be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, international importers, and other role players in the wine industry, and many more. Tune in every week for our latest episode. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Fishwives Club. Today, I'm speaking to Patrick Robertson, the CEO and the founder of the Fishwives Club. Welcome, Patrick, to the first um, Fishwives Club podcast. How exciting. Very much so. Thank you very much, Rob. Glad to be back. So I'm so glad to have you here, and um, we've got a lot of things to cover today. So, um, you know, um, it's a new podcast, so I need to ask you to explain to our listeners um, you know, a quick background about yourself and also how you got involved in the wine industry. No problem. It's a bit of a long story. I'll try and praise it and keep it really short um, because you can find out a lot about that on the website, uh, the, the story, and, and that is a rather longish story. Um, my background basically is I spent over 30 years in, in, in advertising and building uh, brands and launching brands and creating brands. And eventually when I, I realized that my time was up and I needed to, to, to move out of the world of advertising, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And um, along came the lady on the fish as a, as a mock-up drawing. Uh, and um, immediately I knew that this was something I needed to pursue. And I knew without any doubt in my mind or in my heart that, that this was it. I just didn't know how or what, but it was the flag that I needed to see. Uh, I like to call it the off-ramp of the highway. I needed to take the next, the next off-ramp, and this was it. And um, no, I, I didn't know anything about wine at all. Other than I love wine and love drinking wine and love going to wine bombs, um, I had no interest in, in wine other than those things. So that's how it started. It was started in 2012. So you could say that was the end of the world. Uh, for me, also, my, my whole advertising life and everything came crashing down and my long, long-term 18-year relationship came crashing down and she was my business partner as well in the advertising world. So I had to start again. And the end of the world for me and um, 2012 was the beginning of a new one. Well, that's awesome. So, so that's when you started the Fishwives Club in 2012? 2012, that's right. Yeah, I also moved from Johannesburg Town back, back, back to Cape Town and actually ended up go, going to my own where I grew up, Hart Bay, it was the old fishing village. And um, it was sort of out in the sticks in those days, in the 70s. And um, grew up in the, in the Hart Bay, the fishing village. And I guess it, it was just serendipity that it was a lady and a fish and fishing village and me coming home uh, to, to start a game, which is just quite interesting. So um, how did you start the Fishwives Club? Or, um, what, did, what was the first things you did? Well, all I had was the, the lady on a, on a fish, and I, I, I decided, well, I, I guess I'm going to need to speak to some wine farms and winemakers and find out if anybody's going to be able to make it from wine. Uh, and I realized that I needed to make a wine brand for women. I just felt drawn to 
to focus, really focus on a target market. And I eventually, uh, after much searching, um, my housemate and myself, uh, my mate Ed and myself, uh, we were sharing a house at that point. And we decided to go and find, go to all the wine estates and drink wine and talk to the winemakers and wine, wine farm owners. And um, eventually it was Basin for Bachman, the closest wine farm to my house that, that actually agreed to say, and this Lars Mark, who's the owner of Basin for Bachman, an amazing man, with great vision and said, I love it, it's sexy, let's do this. So, they, they were the first to make my first bottle, which was Sauvignon Blanc. And I, I started with a Sauvignon Blanc. And um, I believed that Bates Vaughn was making the best Sauvignon Blanc in the Valley. Um, and I was lucky to get to get him on board and to, to, to help start it. Amazing. So you started there. And um, can you tell us a bit more about your wine, the actual wines that you are making? Now we have uh, five cultivars. Uh, we have a Sauvignon Blanc. Pinotage Rosé, beautiful Chardonnay, which, which is slightly wooded with an American maple uh, with contact. Uh, then we have a Merlot and a Cab. The, the, the wine profile and the whole character of the wines, they needed to be not too heavy, not too light. It needed, it needed class and structure. So it needed to have some wood contact on some of the cultivars. It needed real great winemaking skill and on a blind taste test it needed to stand up and it needed to to be a front runner and that's often happened with our blind tasting it's not just the label and so the idea was to make the wines um, very uh, agreeable to the lady's sense of style and taste so I called it the Goldie the, the Goldilocks effect it's not not too little and not too much and it's, it's very easy to drink, but yet it's got wonderful uh, structure and character. Okay, excellent. So these are the wines you're making at the moment and um, selling them all over the world at the moment, right? That's correct, yes. Okay, excellent. And you're also launching a new canned wine brand. Can you tell us a bit more about this? What I've had to rely on, starting in an industry that really I, I didn't know anything about, um, really, meant I had to I had to rely on my intuition because I didn't have any knowledge I never studied anything and I didn't have any previous experience so the way I conduct the brand and the way I'm building the brand is very very intuitive um, and so what came to me was and it was about a few years ago I really started to feel that we needed to, to have something that was disruptive in the wine category we needed something that because wine, the wine, the wine business is, is very conservative. It it hasn't changed much in in a hundred years. It, it re, you know the biggest change was and and caused an uproar was was screw cap, which was seemed to be sacrilegious. Um, but look at it now, and I realized that we needed a new format, something that the youngsters would enjoy, that that people who 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 enjoyed wine but didn't want to get caught up in the history and culture could easily enjoy and make it more convenient and less conservative and clunky and that's when I started looking into the idea of cans and then once I started doing some investigating I found I wasn't really alone I think I saw America was pioneering some of that stuff as well but only a few 
uh, were brave enough to do it. And then I really got a bee in my bonnet and I realized, look, we've got to do cans. We've got to do cans. And it was very difficult to try and convince people, and, and particularly winemakers, that, that the can, canned idea was a good one. It's just about timing. Like any idea, it's the right timing. It's not, not so much the idea, whether an idea is good or not, it's the timing of the idea. And I believe that timing is now. We need a category uh, disruptor. And I think the canned wine brands a canned wine line will create a whole new category. Well, it seems Sorry, like... Sorry, I've got the... Uh, on the farm here, we've got the weed eaters going crazy in the background, so I apologize. I think our listeners will be happy to know that you are on a farm and, um, you know, that there's workings in the background because, um, as we've just said, the, the, the Fishwives Club is a brand under construction, so we're always working, right? So don't apologize about that. You mentioned to me earlier that something about, um, you know, the growth of the canned wine market in the United States. Can you explain a bit about that? Well, if you look at it now, the, the statistically, the, it, it's, it's recorded upwards of 50-something, 50 53% to 56%, don't quote me, it's around the 50 mark percent increase in sales over the last year or two. And it's just growing. Demand is growing. The convenience of per, a perfect four servings, which I call the 250 mark, that we have um, our wines coming out is uh, is the ma massive growth, and I, and I think it's easier for people to buy a can of wine than it is to maybe buy a, commit to a whole bottle. Also, it allows you to, uh, to, to I guess control your consumption visually, um, but it's very very convenient. But in America, I think I think they're much more open to new things, and hence the the um, the rise in canned uh, wines there. And I think South Africa will take a while to catch on. We're we're a bit Calvinistic in that sense, and we're very traditional. So, and we have a very small market locally. So, it, it will take a while for consumers to come around. But I think the youngsters, the millennials, and and so on and so forth, that new market probably will be the early adopters of of cans. Very interesting. Tell me, Patrick, we know you're shipping your first cans. We are hoping to uh, complete production end of. August, but now with uh, the second lockdown on um, alcohol sales, that might push it out another month or two. It's very, very difficult to now take a date with the with the government keeping on moving the goalposts. And and I'd like to take some opportunity to say that um, uh, the wine industry really needs uh, support at this point because we're not getting it from the government, and that's very, very sad to see because they want to talk about. Uh, solidarity. Well, you know, in my book, you walk the talk, you don't just talk the talk. And so far, I see no solidarity from the government, uh, nor any assistance. So the wine industry is having to really fight for its life here in South Africa. We have a rich and wonderful traditional, uh, traditional winemaking and incredible wine brands and wine farms. Um, so this is, this is, for the whole wine industry of South Africa, it's really put a throw more than a few spanners in the works. And actually it's it's really, really uh, serious. Uh, and, and I think that we need to all pull together and support our industries and support our homegrown South African businesses. Because again, it looks like we're on our own. And you know, if one thing we South Africans do well is pull together and, and, and make something work under the most dire of conditions, regardless of what our government does, we need to, we need to back ourselves the entrepreneurs need to back themselves, the business need to back themselves, we need to back each other. And I think 
we'll come through this if we can do that. Yeah, I think that's right. I th also, Patrick, um, you can you can still ship um, overseas, right? So, um, are you shipping in? Are you planning any uh, can shipments um, internationally? Yep, we 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 are fortunate to 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 be ninety nine percent um, uh, export export focused. Um, again, the, the COVID nineteen epidemic is, uh, has, has has meant that the docks are literally two two weeks behind schedule on anything. So. There's just delays after delays from the ship side, which is very frustrating for clients who are importing wine brands from South Africa. Well, hopefully, hopefully this will all blow over over time, and I'm sure this will come right. Um, but now to some other big news. I mean, you have some big news in that you are launching what you are calling the Fabulous Fishwives Club merchandising company. Can you tell us a bit more about this and what people can get and where they can get this merchandise? Uh, absolutely, Will. I think what's what's really important for a brand is to be able to um, extend itself into the social environment uh, and to become more a part of the consumer's life and the fans of that brand. There aren't many brands I can just think of, of off the top of my head where you would want to wear the merchandise of that wine brand or many brands, in fact, for that matter, would you want to wear them. Uh, but this brand seems to have a wonderful artistic magic that really is breathtakingly beautiful. Um, besides the fact that the wines are extraordinary quality, um, the the brand itself lends itself to uh, to to a merchant to merchandising line and other touch points like branded scatter cushions where you can collect all the labels. The labels are all original art. Um, I have them commissioned. Uh, from scratch so one artist will do the ladies another artist does the fish uh it's quite a it's quite a production process and um it's literally um, original art all the way through from beginning to end and i think that that energy um wants to live in 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 multiple environments hence the, the merchandising and so we're going to look at um, branded t-shirts brand caps but also interesting things like being the first to produce ladies um handbag cooler bags that actually look really beautiful and feminine rather than these sort of wine cooler cooler bags that look like they were designed uh, for, for, for men going on a holiday at a caravan site. Um, they're not very consumer friendly and they particularly don't cater for women. So we wanted to and we want to open up a, an opportunity where we can extend the brand into beautifully handmade things carrying the brand all associated with social a social interaction, having lunch with friends, having them around to your house, um, and and anything that's connected where the fish wilds have quality can can be translated into things like table runners, scatter cushions, t-shirts, vests, etc. And and uh, we're very excited to launch this. Not only that, it helps our importers and their buyers uh, sell on that merchandise to their fans and the consumers and customers who want to buy the fish wilds club wines. It's a wonderful way to build the brand uh, in, in, in a different environment. So we think that there's going to be uh, our, our importers and, and their buyers will, will, will find a very positive traction with the merchandising company, working alongside them, helping them sell the brand into the country. Oh, interesting. So your, your, um, your uh, buyers would be able to get the merchandise and provide it to their customers. Would customers be able to, would you be also have a platform or something that could sell direct to consumer? 
absolutely. We think this is very vital. Our importers and their buyers are in the business of distributing and 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 and, and stocking the wine bars, the, the, the restaurants, uh, etc. With with our brand, their focus is not on the merchandising. So, to normal in order for them to 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 help them with promotions, the, the merchandising is fantastic because they can put deals together, um, and and putting putting in merchandise. Uh, with with the deal with the wine buying deal, but for the customer and the 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 the, the, the end, end customer, it must be very easy for them to simply go online. Go, oh, I love this wine. I'd love to see what else they've got. Go online, choose out of a beautiful shop window of handmade, beautifully quality made goods, and click a button, and the merchandise will arrive at their hospital. Oh, awesome. I think that that is going to be very popular. I've seen some of your merchandise and it's, and it's great. Apologies for the interruption, but the powers to be at the Fishwives Club just called to remind me to tell you that you could win some of the first Fishwives Club cans in the world. The first ever production run will be available at the end of August, and this is sure to be a collector's item. It's simple. Just click on the link in the description Add your name and email address, and you could be the lucky winner of 24 cans, 12 Sauvignon Blanc, and 12 Pinot Rosé. Don't wait, it's free to enter. Like I said, the link is in the description. Now, on with the show. So Patrick, this podcast is also the launch of the Fishwives Club media company. So why did you decide to, to go into the media business? Well, it's more again a progression of the brand, and and what what um, what came about was how do we help our importers and their buyers sell more? How do we assist them so that they can take this brand, which sells already very very well on its just on its own? How do we how do we give them all the the power of the brand um, and 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 highlight them as a buyer because they're the ones buying the most of the wines. And so the idea of the media company is to actually champion the, our importers who, who, who uh, exclusively uh, distribute and import the wines into their respective countries and their clients who, buy, who are buying the wines from them. So the idea is to highlight and put on social media all these wonderful restaurants on the coast and all the different wine bars and the little wine shops that are stocking this incredible brand. We want, to, we want to make them famous, put them on the map so that they can be seen uh, and they, they can, we can help them with success and put their, their brand on the map as well. Because the way I look at it is, I've coined this phrase Ubuntu capitalism because I think that that's really the only way that we can all win. And the idea is, it's in our DNA as brand. There must not be just one winner. We both win or we don't do it at all. Because that's not that's not how we, we do business, and that's not how we want to work. So the idea is we win when we win together, and it's 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 right up there with 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 what we are front and center with what we want to do, and that is help you become successful at what you do, and also put you in the spotlight, put your business in the spotlight. Because that way, when you're winning, I know that I'm winning too, and vice versa. And I think I think it just was a natural progression to. To find a way, it's almost like a pay it forward, but but not, but but there's more to it than that. And the idea is is that uh, we can both win by by putting you in the spotlight on the so, on social media channels. And 
it made sense that we actually um, invest time uh, and whatever it takes to um, to get this working really, really beautifully. Uh, and so that's what we're, we've, we're also embarking on at the same time as launching the merchandising company. So this is amazing. So if I understand it correctly, we're going to actually podcast and promote all the uh, businesses and restaurants that are involved with the Fishwives Club and maybe even some other guys that are not. And, Absolutely. And, and, and just that way, uh, get the name out there. You know, they've got stories as well. How did they start? You know, the, mm -hmm. everyone has a story. You know, you don't just start and then things go easy. You start and that's when things go really, really tough. Uh, that's, uh, uh, things get really tough. And, it's, and eventually you've got to survive. And these, uh, we would love to tell the stories of our buyers and our importers, how they survive and how they're working and what they're doing and how they're changing up their game in order to, in, in order to win, in order to, to stay relevant. Uh, and I think that this channel is, is something that we all need. It's the tonic that I think um, right now, globally, we need to work together and, and, and help each other win. And that's how we'll survive uh, uh, anything that, that uh, is thrown at us, uh, given we, we're seeing it now, unprecedented uh, a global epidemic. Um, this is, this is, this is going to test us. And this is where uh, when going gets tough, the tough do get going. I love this concept of Ubuntu capitalism and, and the way you're working. Um, so what is your long-term vision for the Fishwives Club? It's really simple. Um, my long-term vision uh, is that we will make this brand the most recognizable wine brand in the world. I think wow. it's possible. I, I wouldn't be doing it. So that's an amazing vision. So Patrick, thank you very much for being the guest on the first Fishwives Club podcast. I mean, nobody else could be the guest. And um, if people want to get hold of the Fishwives Club, they're listening to this. How do they get hold of you? How do they get hold of the Fishwives Club and get involved with, with the business? Go, go to our website at www.thefishwivesclub.com. So it's thefishwivesclub.com or .co.za. You can email me directly from there and you can see everything you, you need to know about it on, on the website. And uh, it's, um, it, it's a very interesting website. And uh, you can uh, you can get hold of us directly from there. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate your time, and um, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please subscribe to get the latest episodes. All the links are in the description. Have a great day. Cheers. <laughs>